Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Jared Stephen Withrow, and welcome to my new podcast, Time Does Not Exist in This Realm. This is a podcast that will um, discuss my dreams. And I'm not talking about just my aspirations and my goals of what I want to accomplish in my life. I'm talking about literal dreams. Ever since I can remember back to when I was very young, I have had extremely vivid dreams. And I know that I'm not the only one. And I've learned in reading and researching the the meaning, the symbolism of the dreams is that no universal blanket can be placed or thrown over everyone's individual experiences. You know, even though there are common archetypes and there are common themes and there are certain characteristics or traits of animals or symbols, inanimate objects, those meanings even though they can be understood on a universal level, really don't apply on a case-by-case basis due to the fact that we all have different relationships with the whole world around us. No two people see the world the same way. I mean, just just as um, the most broad basic example, uh, let's take the snake, the animal, the snake, right? If you're someone that's religious, you know, uh, they see the snake as Satan, as the one that tempted Adam and Eve in the garden. And even though that is true inside of that story, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that every snake is tempting you to do something. Take someone like my father, who was very fond of snakes and always kept them, and he was an admirer of them. And he saw them as almost the exact opposite. So that, in a nutshell, is kind of what I'm going for here. I'm not really trying to give interpretations of dreams. I'm really just trying to discuss my dreams that I've had in vivid detail and just kind of show you what I mean by that. And so the first dream that I want to talk about is not one of my earliest dreams. It actually is the dream that the title time does not exist in this realm came from. So about six or seven years ago, I was living in, I was living in Orlando, Florida, right before I moved to Los Angeles. And I had gone on a walk around Lake Eola, which is a park in downtown Orlando. And it was lightly raining. I was with my, my good friend at the time. And we kept walking and our clothes didn't get soaked, but they got that kind of level of uncomfortably damp. Now, that's not the dream. That's real life, right? So that night, I went to sleep, as one does, and I had a dream that I was flying. Now, usually for me, and I know I've heard from a lot of other people, that that really, that triggers something in you to wake up in your dream. And so I'm flying, and then I think, wait a minute, this is a dream. 
there's no way that I could be flying in real life. But then there's another part of me that goes, no, this is actually, this, is, this isn't a dream, this is real. And I'm like, well, let me change the landscape. And so I remember I was flying over kind of a metropolis city, almost like a New York, you know. And with my mind, I changed the landscape or the, I guess, the, the backscape, the, the backdrop from daytime to nighttime. The whole city lit up and it was night. And I was like, wow, I am dreaming. This is amazing. And if you've ever woken up inside your dreams and you could control it for even a moment, you know how cool that is. It's truly remarkable. And so I was flying and flying and flying and I found uh, past the city there was a forest of these huge trees that were, you know, evenly spaced out in between them. So there wasn't a lot of shrubbery. There wasn't a lot of brush. It was just a lot of tall trees. And I saw a white uh, Econo Lodge van, you know, those kind of white vans with the sliding door, the, you know, the, the bank robbery vans, you know, that you see in movies. I saw a van and I thought, I, oh, man, I'm, I'm, I need to lay on, I need to land on top of this van, go to sleep, or, you know, I can't remember exactly why I wanted to, to land on top of this van. So I, I, I land on top of it and I lay down and I kind of lose track of time and, and, and space inside my dream. And I, I, I'm sitting on top of the van and I'm thinking, oh my God, I, I, I gotta get off this van. If I don't get off this van, uh, the, the owner is gonna come out and call the police. I'm gonna be arrested. And, and then at that moment, I was wearing the exact same clothes that I had gone on a walk with and they were the same level of soaked, right? So I'm like, this is real life. Like I just got back from my walk and I'm on top of a van. I better get out of here. And then another, another part of me goes, no, no, this is, this isn't, this isn't a uh, real, this is a dream. And so I'm going back and forth. And so I hop off the van and I go, I know, I'll look at my phone and I pull out my phone and I hit the, uh, the button to unlock it, you know, so it illuminates to the lock screen. And on the phone, it says, time does not exist in this realm. <sighs> Whoa, right? And in that moment in my dream, I mean, you can't even put words on it. You know, there's so many great things that happen in life or just things that happen in life, whether they're good or bad, that the moment that we do put words on them, you know, that's what makes them good or bad. And so that moment was definitely an example of there, there's no amount of words. I mean, even just talking about it right now, it kind of even just seems to diminish it because you had to have been there. And that's when I really truly understood that there's an intelligence that we're dipping into when we uh, go to sleep at night. There's an album title from someone very popular that came out, I think, last year. Uh, Where do we all go when we fall asleep? I believe that there is a, a collective pool of, of energy. I believe that there is a collective subconscious that we are all powered to. You know, if you look at your phone right now, if you pick up a, a cellular device or even something that plugs into the wall, you know, you could have a iron 
a, uh, um, a, a blender, a, uh, uh, man, I don't know, <laughs> all these other kitchen appliances. You could have any anything that plugs into the wall, right? And it's all different, just how all humans are, just how all cell phones are. But they're connected to a universal power source in your house, right? And so that's what humans are. We are just these individual appliances that are all connected to the same energy. Now, it doesn't matter whether you ascribe to a god, whether you consider yourself agnostic or atheist. The fact of the matter is, is that we are all, you know, one breath, right? We're all one energy source experiencing itself uh, subjectively, as uh, Bill Hicks would say. And um, once you realize that we're all kind of, we're all plugged into some kind of Wi-Fi, you know, your phone, you know, or some any, any cellular or electronic device that doesn't stay plugged into a wall needs to be plugged in eventually to charge back up. And that's how we are. You know, there's, there's studies done, but there's no one definite uh, surefire you know, one prime example of this is why we need sleep and this is how we charge up. You know, besides the fact that we know that uh, food fuels us, we are still trying to decipher or really try to dive into what happens when we dream. I mean, when we go to sleep and what are the purpose of dreams? You know, dreams are problem-solving methods. You know, dreams are uh, places we can confront our darkest fears. Uh, dreams are places where our darkest fears confront us. But there is an intelligence in your dream. And we are dipping into, I like to think of it as the a pool, right? This like a celestial, you know, uh, uh, really far out trippy, Man, it's like it's like a cosmic bath we're we're dipping into every night, and there's a part of us that that shuts off, right? The part that is uh, worries and and well, you can still worry in your dream, but the, primarily a lot of you shuts off, right? And your body's doing maintenance. And while we're there, I mean, you can talk to loved ones that have passed on. You can talk to historical figures. You can time travel. You can astral project. If you can wake up in your dreams, you can literally do anything you want. You are outside the confines of time and space, unencumbered by the burdens of reality. You can be the master of your destiny, the master of your moment. And I think the biggest thing that I've learned is that outside when we're awake in our real life, we can't control everything, right? We can't control what we, uh, what we uh, uh, see. We can't control what happens to us. We can't control whether or not we're going to get fired, whether or not, you know, a tree is going to fall on us, whether or not, you know, we hit all the red lights or all the green lights. But we are in charge of how we feel towards that. You know, we are in charge of how we view the world. Our reality, our perception of the world does not um, uh, it's not about what's going on 
you know, because everything is always constantly shifting, right? It's not about the outside. It's about the inside. And you, you see this with people, you know, if you're a happy person and you love life and you believe that problems are going to get solved and you don't ignore the, the horrors of life, but if you, if you actually are uh, uh, persistent and you persevere and you believe that life is always going to turn out to be good, then life will reflect that. And then, of course, we all know people or, you know, know ourselves when we get negative and we think to ourselves, oh, life sucks and it's never going to get better. Even though we know better and even though, say, 90% of the time you believe that life is is good and 10% you're like, at the time you're, you're thinking, oh, man, life is, is crap, you start to, to see that life is crap. You think that everything is going against you. And so the moment that you shift your perception is when life starts to dance with you. And, and that's the biggest thing I've, I've learned from my dreams. Now, uh, I want to go into one of my uh, earliest dreams, which really isn't too detailed, but it is the first time that I knew what astral projection was and I didn't know what that was or what that meant nor did I know how to communicate that with anyone I had to have been four or five or younger I mean I was little I just remember vividly being little and the reason why I remember this so vividly and knowing approximately what my age was because there was a point in time where I lived in my house where my bed was, um, it was against the back wall. And I remember that only being for a certain amount of time because after my little brother was born, I shared the room with him and he was born when I was four. So it couldn't have been too much longer after four. Anyways, so I came out of my body and I don't remember how, what, when, where, or why. But the only thing I remember is seeing myself from across the room watch my uh, uh, astral body fall back into my to my sleeping body, and I did not um, know what this meant. Right. So if you could imagine, you're standing at the back end of your room, you see yourself in your bed sleeping and then and this all happens simultaneously simultaneously so so i'm watching myself sleep and then i see myself fall back into my body and i don't mean just kind of like like a feather falls to the ground i mean i fell back into my body like a textbook hits hits the floor i mean bam you know and it hits so hard that I jolted awake. And remember, this all happened simultaneously. So I'm the person uh, across from the room. I'm the person falling down. Uh, and I'm the person that woke up. And I just remember thinking, what was that? And you think, oh, that's just a dream. But as we get older, what does just a dream even mean? And I remember standing up in my bed and uh, falling back down, like trying to jump in my bed to fall back down to see that if I had somehow done that without being aware. And the, the force 
that that was created by me just falling back in my bed. I mean, it was like one one hundredth of what happened, you know. And I and then I realized, like, whoa, I don't know what happened. You know, fast forward years later, fast forward, you know, thirty-two years later, whatever have you, thirty odd years, doing all like this research and you know having countless of countless of of dreams that I realized that I was astral projecting. I was going somewhere. I, 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 I was traveling. You know, whether or not you believe in that or not, the fact is we all dream. And where do we go when we dream? What is that place? I don't have the answer necessarily for that, but this is what this podcast is about. I never really thought about doing this until I was explaining to someone. I keep a journal. Um, I know you can't see it, but uh, I know you can hear it. The page is tapping on it right now. Um, I started keeping this journal in uh, 2018 when I was living in New Orleans. And so for the past three years, I've kept this journal and I have some remarkably vivid, some beautiful, some dark, some scary dreams that I would love to talk about. And someone I was discussing this with or sharing my dreams with them and how my, my, my sense of wonderment with them, um, they, uh, she told me, you should really do a podcast about this. You know, it's very interesting. Um, so I, I hope that it is. I hope that someone gains something from it. The title of this podcast is Time Does Not Exist in This Realm. I will dive deeper into my dreams, and I also want to talk a little bit more about the, the symbols in them and talk about what they mean to me and not just kind of give some, you know, um, uh, some broad, bland kind of, you know, definition. I would really like to dive in deep with some of these. And hopefully by dissecting my dreams, uh, if you don't have maybe vivid dreams or you don't remember your dreams at all, you never really care to, maybe this will inspire you to get into them more and to write them down. Um, hopefully, you know, maybe if you've always wanted to dream, hopefully that this will help. And if you do have vivid dreams and you have a hard time deciphering them because you're like me and, you know, it's like if you go on the internet and you oh, I had a dream about a black widow last night and it's like, well, the black widow eats the male and so you might just be blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, that might be the case, but who am I to that Black Widow? Am I the Black Widow? Is the Black Widow me? You know, like, we, we always see ourselves as separate from the world, right? And if you've ever done any amount of shrooms, you know that we're not separate. You're not separate. And that might be a hard concept to grasp when you haven't first, you haven't uh, witnessed that or experienced it firsthand. But um, we are connected we are one with the world you are everything you know the, the the universe is aware through us and so if you're like me and you don't want to just buy into just some kind of armchair philosophy and I'm not knocking anybody that does that I'm just saying you know there's I think that there is a, a richer life to your dreams that can be seen on the surface and I will say this before I go I want to make this kind of short and sweet for my first episode. I 
used to really want to indulge more in my dreams. And not that I don't now. I guess I, what I guess I'm trying to say is that I wanted to escape reality and, and be in my dream world more. And the more that I found the magic of dreams and the more that I realized that, you know, just as I pour myself into the piano, just as I pour myself into my dreams, that nothing beats reality. Yeah, we can't fly around. We can't breathe underwater. We can't do all these things. But we can stay present in the moment for what we have, which seemingly only happens once, being alive. You know, our energy never dies, but who you are, this body known as Jared, it's going to die one day. And I don't want to look forward to my dreams more than I want to look forward to my life. I feel like the more that I pour myself into life and the more that I get in touch with myself spiritually, uh, the the dreams sometimes don't seem as, as uh, I don't know how to say this. It's like I used to think my dreams were cooler than my life was. And that's not, and that's not cool. You got to fall in love with life. I think it's kind of like a, uh, an infinity symbol, you know, the side words, the side words, eight, a Mobius strip. It's, you can't have one without the other. So I feel like the more that I've fallen in love with life, uh, the more prophetic my dreams have become. And I, and I know that these dreams are only a stepping stone or they're just a little arrow or they're just a finger pointing. And where are they pointing to? They're pointing towards life. They're pointing towards me. They're pointing towards you. And, uh, you know, we are all experiencing this life. Good, bad, up, down, indifferent. But you are not trapped how you think you are. The biggest, most profound statement or advice I've ever gotten in my dreams was time does not exist in this realm. You know, uh, the only one counting the seconds of the day are humans. So I hope to inspire a little bit of uh, therapy or help that, hey man, we don't always need to be counting down the hours. Sometimes we can just let the time pass calm and cool. Thank you so much for listening to episode one of Time Does Not Exist in This Realm. My name is Jared Stephen Withrow. Sweet dreams.